I'm Sir Evans, and welcome to some real life morning motivation. Because no one wakes up in the morning and says, I hope I have a bad day. My desire is to empower and inspire your daily endeavors. Because you can do whatever you set your mind to. The question is, what do you want to do? Whether you're still finding your passion, pursuing it, or living it, motivation is a daily requirement for your success. So here's your morning motivation. Stop the music. Stop, stop, stop the music. Turn my things on. Because some of y'all gonna hear this and you gonna think about a generation that it don't belong in. Some of y'all gonna hear this and you might think about Breezy. But when the real ones hear this, you gon' think about Donnie Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me some now. We're gonna go and let it ride for a little bit. Hang on the mistletoe. Gonna get to know you We trim the tree, fun is gonna be This Christmas, fireside blazing bright We're caroling through the night And this Christmas will be Yeah, you know what time it is now. And a happy holidays to you. Because you know what? Even if you don't celebrate, you got it off. So stop complaining. And a, and a happy holiday to you. And a Merry Christmas to you. And a happy holiday to the Scrooge. Because it's the most wonderful time of year. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Happy holidays. You know, I'm the type of guy. I'm the type of guy. That I start playing some Christmas music in the middle of April. That's just me. Now I ain't gonna play any Christmas music. But Donnie, Donnie can get some airtime all year round. Charlie Brown Christmas, they can get some airtime all year round. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't really care. You know, I don't really care. I love it. I love the holiday time. I love the vibes. I love the feeling. You know what I love about the holiday time? I love how everybody is in a good mood. Everybody in a good mood or or better mood than they would be. Or you know what? They are even easier to let things go than they would be. Most of the people. The majority of the people. You still got your, your slick sliders and your canavas and your dirt divers that's out there trying to collage your rob you and set you on fire and you know all that other crazy stuff. But I ain't talking about that. You know, I'm talking about the people that make the joy go around. And it's always a little bit more that's sprinkled on there around this time of year. And I like it. I love it. I wish we could have it all year round. And the point of this podcast episode ain't that if every day was a holiday, which it was a podcast, I mean a morning motivation topic. But what if every day was a holiday? 
And I'm not saying that because what if every day was Christmas, you know, just for the sake of having Christmas. I'm saying it because it's a mind state that comes with Christmas. Just like it's a mind state that comes with Monday. You know, whenever you see Monday roll around, you got a preconceived notion of what Monday about to be. Because you're used to it, you've seen it, it's a routine, you know what to expect. Most people hate Mondays. they like, oh God, it's either the ending of a short weekend, it's the beginning of a long week, you know, or, you know, that worst day or the busiest day of the week for them. And a lot of people just have this idea of Monday. I have, I used to be like that too until I decided I was just going to change the whole, flip the script, just flip the whole script up for what monday felt like to me and i said you know what i'm tired of treating monday like an ugly stepchild i'm about to love monday i'm about to make monday my favorite day of the week you know and actually when i first started i was so radical about it that i said you know what i don't like monday you know i get paid on friday though you know friday's the exciting day you know friday's so i'm like and i'm probably not recommending you try this but you know you can if you want so what i did was i got paid on friday but i wouldn't touch it until monday I did that for a couple months and I wouldn't touch it till Monday. I'm like, okay, Monday. You know, I shifted everything. Bills need to be paid. Everything I kind of just shifted. The ones that I could, of course. But most of them weren't like backed up to the point where they need to be paid on payday anyway. But I did some things. I did some work to change my perspective of Monday. And I don't do that anymore with the check thing. But it was something that I did to kind of help me change my perspective to treat Monday a little bit better. And I say that because we look at the holiday like that. Most of us enjoy our birthday. Most of us, our birthday is probably our favorite time of year. You know, you walk around on your birthday, you can do whatever you want. You go in a restaurant, get you a free appetizer, get you a free meal, get you a free drink. People going to treat you nicer. Um, people going to, you know, show you, acknowledge, show you acknowledgement. You know, give you some money, give you some gifts. You even treat yourself better on your holiday, on your birthday because to you it's a holiday. I was born today. It's only so many shenanigans I'm going to tolerate on my birthday. That's your vibes. It's somebody's birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Shout out to you. But, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the idea of it is to shift that perspective. The idea of it is to be able to ask ourselves, open it honestly, what if today was a holiday? Like on that worst day. Like when you're having a bad day. If today is that day, it's Christmas, little buddy. It's your birthday, little buddy. Happy birthday to you, if it ain't you. Flip the script. What's it feel like to improve that day? You know? What's it feel like? So with the holiday season upon us, I really, I wanted to go, you know, sometimes I'll go off, off script sometimes. And really just, just spend some time with you. I just wanted to spend some time just making sure your mind was right as we go into this new year, going to this new season, because we've had a crazy year. I, we all have. And it's interesting when you think about it from the perspective of you had a crazy year. Now multiply that by a billion. Like just like that's a lot of craziness. That's a lot of craziness, like a lot of craziness. Because this is one of those situations that has literally impacted everybody. There isn't a person who will make it out of 2020 unscathed. Not one. You know, had some ups, had some downs. Most of the people had some more downs than ups. But, you know, there's a lot of balance in there, too. But this has been a trying time. 
And as we begin to reset, as usual, my goal and my, you know, desires are to be able to just provide a, you know, a, a slice of inspiration, uh, a package of empowerment, you know, a milligram of motivation. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. But that's my that's my desire. Is to just be able to provide that. And what better time than a holiday? You literally have a week before the ball drops and it's 2021. And even if you listen to this later, it's perfectly cool because what we just say? It's your birthday. That's the definition of a new year, too. But I wanted to talk about a couple of different topics here. And of course, I got a morning motivation to segue even though we're gonna go a little off the script i think that these topics still tie into it because the morning motivation still ties in to the new year so without further ado let's get back into the morning motivation that's been provided by you 2021 is right around the corner as we all know but how prepared are you for the new year I have a story that describes many of our situations quite well in regards for facing the new year. I'm sure many of us can relate to the story that is about to be told. A couple of years ago, I was helping some friends of mine move into their new place. We had just about everything moved into the home except the couch. It was one of those awkwardly shaped couches, you know, long with the wide arms and of course, the lifts on the bottom that can be unscrewed, which seem to only be made to serve as an inconvenience when you're trying to move. The problem was that there just wasn't enough space in the hallway to position the couch at the right angle to get in the door. If only we could have opened up the neighbor's door across the hall. Not at home. <laughs> we tried. It would have been so much easier to navigate. After at least an hour or so, we finally found a way to get the couch into their place, which is a story for another day. And I use the story as an example of how hard you may be tempted to move something into the new year that unlike the couch, probably doesn't need to be there. I'm gonna stop right there. It's more to the motivation, but I'm gonna stop right there because I'm gonna break them down. Because as we moving into this new year, I want to make sure not only that you moving right, but that you moving the right things. Because a lot of times we insist on taking past stuff with us into the future. So let's just get out and start running this thing. First question I want to ask you, if you insist on moving into 2021, with things from 2020, 2019, or even older than that, that you might want to consider getting rid of. I want to ask you, how will you do it? How do you plan on moving that stuff? Like, really? What's the method behind managing it? What's the method behind managing the experiences that you carry? Because I heard it in a movie that I do not like. But I'll never forget the quote. And I'm just going to say the quote. And if you know the movie, you know the movie. But she say, he almost got away with all my stuff. 
And here we are walking around with all that stuff. We got our hands full. If, if we could see the emotional, spiritual, and mental baggage that we drag behind us, we'd be wondering how we get anywhere. So my question to you is, how are you managing those experiences that you're deciding to carry or that you've been forced to carry or maybe even that you've been burdened to carry or any of them into this new year? Do you have any help? That's an important question. Do you have any help moving? Because I'm sure we can all relate to how challenging it can be to maybe not move on your own if you haven't moved on your own, which I have. But just the thought of it, just the thought of packing it up, loading it, organizing it, if you take it to that level, getting a, getting a moving vehicle, getting it on the moving vehicle, getting it off the moving vehicle, taking it inside the hours which in this situation is years that it takes to move through life. Like, who is helping you? Do you got the type of person that's helping you that when you say it's time to lift and on three and they lift on two or they lift on five and you on three and you sitting there lifting it and they sitting there still wondering what it count? Are you lifting it with somebody that's like damaging your stuff? Like, they don't care about your stuff. They, they barely care about you. They doing this... They don't even really want to be here. They don't really want to be walking with you through life. They got their own stuff that they trying to carry. But they, they got some more stuff. They got a whole lot more stuff than you got. And they trying to tear your little stuff up too. So what type of people you got helping you? Or do you even have help at all? I think it's also important to ask yourself, can you remove something that's attached to what you carry in? So let's take that couch, for example. And I had this situation with every single time I move, whether it's a couch, whether it's a bed, whether it's a lazy boy, it's always something that needs to be broken down. Like I remember this lazy boy, leather lazy boy I got, recliner seat. This thing ain't getting through nobody's, well, it'll get through some doors. But I'm thinking I could just lift it, put it in the truck, take it to where I got to go. No, I had to break it down into two pieces in order for it to fit through the door. But once it once I broke it down, it made it through with no ease. Because sometimes maybe once you break it down, it can make it through the year with no ease. It's a little easier to maneuver through the seasons. Even that couch. You remember the couch example we used earlier where we were trying to get that couch into the home. Now, I don't know if how many of y'all done done this, but I done took more, more, more bottoms off of off of couches to get through the door. Like that's always the first thing you think of. Like let's just take them off before we even get to the door, so they ain't a problem. What is it that you might be able to take off? Because you can't take off everything. You know, you can't take off everything. And I know some. If let me, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into perspective so that you don't think I'm kind of just fluffing you. You know, because let's let's think about it like this. You know, you can't unmarry somebody after you divorce them. You can't do it. You can't go back. You can't undate that certain person. You can't undepress that season of depression. You can't unanxiety yourself. You can't physically resurrect that lost love. Maybe 
just maybe, just maybe, you can peel back a layer of the stress that was attached to it. Maybe you can maybe unscrew the regret that you have associated with it. Maybe that conversation you didn't get to have or just the, the relationship being itself and you regret it. Maybe you can just unscrew that and maybe you can detach that feeling of defeat. Maybe you can unload some of that sorrow. Not all of it, maybe just a slice. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a layer or that pain. And maybe you can just continue with just the experiences and the knowledge that you gain from those encounters. Because just like those furniture pieces, it's easier to move if we can just take away a little bit. Nobody telling you to throw the couch out. Nobody's telling you to throw the memory away. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting you get over it before you go into 2021. Because we have all experienced some things that we will never get over. But sometimes, and it comes in season, sometimes we have to at least acknowledge that there's something on this that's blocking me. There's something on this experience that's holding me back. There's something on this encounter that I've had that's preventing me from getting through the threshold of a new season with ease. Are you willing to acknowledge that? Or did you just want to spend more time bumping up against the threshold trying to get through it? Now, I understand. And if your answer is yes, I understand. Because you might be in a space where it's like, you might not see a way to get it through. It might not have registered to you to not only peel back something or detach something, but how do I do that? You want me to take off the, the feet of the couch, but I don't have a screwdriver. You want me to detach this bookshelf or detach this device in my life, but I don't even know how. I don't even have the tools. Well, if you're at that point, I congratulate you. Because even having a desire to ask a question on how to navigate is a different level than I'm just going to continue to be in this season. And all of them I understand. All of them I understand. Even before that where it's like, okay, it was rough. And I'm not ready to move. I'm not even ready to move. You know, the hard thing about going through hard situations, especially losing someone that you love, even if they're still alive, going through a hard situation, going through defeat, temporary, there's always this internal feeling that the clock has stopped. Like everything kind of feels like it's moving in slow motion but it's not. It's only moving in slow motion and for you. It's like when I said earlier that everybody has had a rough year and multiply that times a billion. That's what it's like. And that does not, I'm not stating that to diminish anything that you're going through in life, but I want to shed light on the fact that you're not alone. 
you're not alone in what you're going through. So what I'm saying, I'm saying this from a place of transparency and experience when I say it feels like the clock stops. But I want to let you know that the clock has not. I want to let you know that if you don't want to move and you feel like I just want to stay in this spot, I'm not even ready to deal with getting the couch through the door. I understand. But I want you to understand that whether you're ready or not, you're moving. You're always moving. You might even find yourself camped out in the hallway on that couch because you thinking you're not moving. However, the movers are still moving you. They're still going to move because that's what time does. So it's okay. It's understandable. It's called seasons. Different seasons we move differently. Some seasons you might not move at all, but that does not mean that the season itself has stopped. So I just want to drop that, that I understand every level, every layer, I should say. But I also want you to keep in mind at worst that no matter how hard it feels, the clock has not stopped. And I do feel like sometimes we have to relax. Sometimes we do have to rest, sleep, slumber, reset, regardless of what it is that you're doing. The clock is always moving. So let me brighten this up again, because I think that that's a very important concept, especially moving into this new year. It's been a rough year for y'all. It's been a rough year. But, you know, like I say, I'm just here to shed a little motivation, y'all. Shed a little perspective. That's all I want to do. So another thing that I've been really, really wanting to get off my chest I dive into more of this on the YouTube channel. You can follow it on Quality Service. It's been a heartburn issue for me, really since 2020 began, probably a little bit before. Um, and I think one of the reasons is because I wear glasses. But I, I'll share with you where I'm going with this. So when 2020 started, when 2020, when 2019 was on the horizon. And 2019 was about to end. I mean, people were looking forward to 2020. They was like, oh, this is my year. 2020 vision, here I come. I'm about to be better than ever. I'm sitting like, okay. 2020 this. 2020 that. 2020 lit. 2020 back. Like 2020 everything, like 2020 vision. You've seen it all over the place. They talking about it in the gyms. They talking about it in the church. They talking about it everywhere. 2020 vision. It's so sharp. It's so clean. It's so good. It's so great. It's extraordinary. 2020 vision is normal. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, let me just bust the bubble. Like you can, 2020 vision is normal. 2020 vision means, and it's a measurement of sight. Let's, let me first say that. The 2020 vision measurement is used to measure your sight. It means that you can see clearly at 20 feet what should normally be seen at that distance. So if I'm standing 20 feet away from something and I can see everything clearly at that perspective, 
that means I have 20-20 vision because I should, that's what you can normally see at that distance, right? So you might ask, what's, what's better than 20-20 vision? Like, okay, 20-15 vision, 20-10 vision, which I don't even think that's real. The 2015 vision, that's, that's, that's the thing. 2015 vision means that you can see at 15 feet away what the average person can see at 20 feet away. So you sharp. You got, you got, you got some eyes on you. So with that logic of if we, if we're going to do the 2020 vision thing, that would mean that you would have to go back in time in order to have your best year. That would mean that your vision, quote unquote, that you're using this example to illustrate, would have been better in the past than it is now. Which I guess if you didn't see that punch coming, that means that we all are a little blind and God got the best vision. Message. I think that the problem with the 2020 vision concept was that people took a sight concept to apply to a visionary concept. Sight is of the mind. Vision is of the spirit. You can never trust the unseen to be seen by your sight. Do I need to say it again? Never trust the unseen to be seen by your sight. Your vision is leading you through the unknown. And if you're relying on your sight, you will forever stay lost and stay blind when you're trying to navigate the unknown, AKA the future. So when you going into 2021, I just want to let you know out the gate, you're going to need some vision. Because what people went into 2020 with was with sight. They went in with the what they could what they what they thought they could see. Nah. 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 And I think that this was a prime example that and a good good reminder that you ain't got it in control. You ain't got it in control. Like you was aiming for that 2020 vision and God got like omni, omni vision. Like he got that omni, omni on you. So it's like you sitting here aiming for 2020 and he saw what was coming. Like, you know, when, when the earth was dark, before he even put anything out there, before before he put man and before he grew the garden after he grew the man because he didn't grow the garden before he grew the man because man wasn't around until he grew the garden afterwards. Oh, another conversation. But way back then, that's when he knew this was happening. And we talk about some 2020 vision. Let's, let's, let's just all take a, a group decision to humble down. Let's just all, let's just all do it. Let's just all do it. And I remember... I remember at the end of 2019, and I remember telling my wife this, I said, I feel like I had some things on my plate that I wanted to do. And 
I was talking to God about them. And I say, okay, I got these things on the play, Lord, but you haven't really shown me the date. I don't see a date for these. Because most of the time, I feel like I get these dates. I get dates for things. I get kind of timelines, seasons. And I had some things I was working on. I was working on an actual music project, Surrealism. And I said, God, I don't see a date for this. But you've been telling me to work on it. You've been telling me to work on it. And I remember the Lord telling me, just because I didn't give you a date didn't mean I told you. I didn't. I wanted you not to work on it. Because I was thinking, well, if I ain't get no date, then I don't need to be making sure this is done. Right? As fast as I'm trying to get it or as hard as I'm trying to get it. And God's like, no, I didn't say that. Because I still need you to work on it because when I do give you a date, I need the product done. When I do give, give you a date, I need what you've been working on and what I've been working through you to produce, I need it to be done. But if you don't trust me enough to not be able to see the finish line, then you'll sit there and stop running right there on the track. And that's not what I need. I need you to just keep running. I'm like, okay. And within three months, we had the pandemic. And I said, oh, that's why you didn't put a date on there. And then a month later, I said, oh, you want me to drop it now at a certain period of time, which was a couple months later. I'm like, oh, I see. I said, G-O-D, I said, you are the smartest creation in more than human beings, I said. <laughs> but it was just an eye-opening thing and being able to trust the vision versus trusting the sight. Now, there's something else that I want to recommend, right? Because since this is the holiday edition, I ain't about to be with y'all all day. I probably got some last-minute stuff I need to be doing for the holiday. I probably got some egg. I ain't gonna lie, I don't drink eggnog. But anyways, I'm not gonna be... Because we're going to be back. But one thing I want you to do is take an eye test. I want you to take an eye exam. Take the eye exam. And that's not E-Y-E. That's just the letter I. Take an eye exam, right? So I want you to... This is something that will help you as you venture into this new year. And even beyond the new year. Because it will help you identify how you operate. So... The eye exam consists of two different types of visionaries. Now, mind you, I'm focused on on vision. I'm not focused on sight. I'm focused on developing through the unseen. You know, your vision your vision has been uniquely designed for you, but not by you. It's been designed for you. So that's what I'm focusing on. And the eye test helps you to sharpen your vision. It helps you to see it it helps you to put it into perspective the vision that god gave you right so you have nearsighted and you have farsighted visionaries so what's the difference now this concept kind of works the same way right but the objects are a little bit different so when you're talking about somebody who is So when you're talking about somebody who has nearsighted vision, these are the type of people that can see goals, plans, objectives in the immediate future. 
they can see things right in front of them like what needs to happen this week what needs to happen in the next couple days and most of the time they want to pull a trigger on things immediately if they got a big idea they want to get it out now they don't want to wait they don't see no way other way to go because things in the distance are blurred so long-term goals are blurred to the nearsighted visionary on the flip side a far-sighted visionary can see goals plans from a distance in the farther out future but goals and plans immediately in front of them often seem blurred it's harder for them to focus on those shorter things that are right in front of them so where this is beneficial to understand is to identify which one you are do you get kind of overwhelmed with the thought of the future does planning for later down the road months in advance you know years in advance is that a thought that kind of shakes you up does that make you nervous does it give you like a slight anxiety think that far out then you might be a nearsighted visionary that means that that doesn't mean that you're at a disadvantage that means that your expertise is on the goals that are in front of you now on the flip side the person who sees things in a distance the far-sighted visionary are you the type of person who sees things a year five year ten year twenty years down the line and how you want to manifest or um, your vision is casted out for these extended period of time so you actually spend a lot of time planning them out the area of opportunity that comes in those situations is during those planning periods the moments that are right in front of you are blurred therefore the immediate presence or the present that you're in doesn't get executed on as often because your focus is further and that's a skill that's a gift but it can be harmful when the far-sighted is trying to focus more on the future and the nearsighted well when the nearsighted is trying to focus more on the future and the far-sighted is trying to focus more on the now more than the other I think there has to be a balance and I'm pretty sure I might not have heard of that right. But I think there needs to be a balance. And I don't think that they're all from you. I think that you need assistance. I think that if you're nearsighted, then I think that you need to have somebody, who, a far-sighted visionary around you and vice versa. I think that they complement each other. And I think that together, they run like a well-oiled machine. Even if it's your teams, just having a fistful of nearsighted visionaries and a fistful of farsighted visionaries, it helps to keep things into perspective. It help, not even just perspective, it helps to keep things sharp. It helps to keep the vision moving. Because there's things that each one not only will see better than the other one, but will be able to execute better than the other one. So when you combine those forces together, you're able to do some extraordinary things. So homework assignments ladies and gentlemen homework assignments so I work backwards this time take your eye test
Take your eye test. Ask yourself, also, ask yourself, have you been leading your life through sight? Or have you been leading it through vision? Because if you've been leading it through sight, it's easy to recognize because you often find yourself afraid of the future. Depressed by what's around the corner, anxiety, because because you, you can see it. But you can also get that from vision too. But also that, that sight will have you um, frozen from action because of what you can see. While vision will give you the faith to step out based upon what you can't see. Also, homework assignment. How are you moving into this new year? What you got? You got all that stuff. Is there any way you can downsize some of that? If not, what's the best way to move with it? Those are the homework assignments, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, I'm about to go and get about your hair. I'm about to go and get about your way. It's Christmas this week. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time with your loved ones because... It's the most wonderful time of year. <laughs> Till the next time, I'm your host for the day, and your host as always, Sir Evans. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jesus. Salute. I'm Sir Evans, and you've been listening to Surreal Life Morning Motivation. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this episode. And join me next week for Surreal Life, More Than Motivation. Thank you for listening. Salute.